0: This is Alana, and you're listening to the Never Not Knitting Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 84 of the Never Not Knitting Podcast. Thanks for joining me. So today I'm actually recording from New York with my friend Hannah Fettig, and we're on our way to the Rhinebeck Festival. What's it called? New,
1: New York State Sheep and Wool Festival. I know. In Rhinebeck. In Rhinebeck. I know. It's usually in the industry, we call it Rhinebeck, but I it's know. actually, that is the name of the town. It's actually called the New York State <laughs> Sheep and Wool Festival. Right. For any of you that want to know that. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> so this is my first time attending, and I'm super excited. And we've already had like a great weekend together, and so this will be like our last day together, and yeah. then tomorrow we're going home, mm-hmm. and we have the kids with us, mm-hmm. except for my it's little a family guy. affair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, so anyway, I just wanted to ask Hannah about the festival because she's been before and I have not. So what's what's it all about? What's your favorite part of it?
1: Well, what I like about this event, now that I have small children, a two and a four-year-old, um, because I used to go to a lot of industry events and um, I like this one because you can bring your family. It's super chill, um, but a lot... So there's a lot of people there with kids. Um, So it's a chance to catch up with people in the industry and other and meet and greet lots of knitters, Um, very um, with it knitters, like (laughs) hip at the time knitters, Um, but it's super laid back. So you can kind of just stroll around. Um, There's lots of animals at this uh, event, which is great, obviously, for the kids, but also for me, like I remember one year I came with Carrie Hogue. It was just the two of us before we had kids and we just had a ball with looking at the animals, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of animals, Sounds so like fun. that's really fun, really good uh, vendors, like um, food vendors, I, I heard that they're not there anymore, I guess we'll find out today, there was always this um, chicken pot pie vendor, and there, you have to get there early, because there'll be a really long line, and they make you an individual chicken pot pie, it's like the cutest, and they have like a chicken sign outside, it's really <laughs> cute, um, and I think there's like an artichoke vendor, like some really interesting cool. vendors, yeah. So that's really fun. And then they have like the animal um, different events. They'll have like the the border collie herding the sheep. And there's a leaping llama competition, which is adorable.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah, so that's really good. And then there are vendors selling yarn and, uh, you know, wool and mm-hmm. for spinners and all that. And sheepskins and... So there's a there's a lot to do. I like this one because it's classy, I guess I would say. There's a lot of people from the city come up to it. I remember one year Uma Thurman was there. Really? <laughs> yeah. So it's no. kind of like, <laughs> there's like that kind of layer to it, which is kind of cool. Um,
2: Very but, fun. Yeah.
1: And then, and just within, I don't know when it started, but at some point, you know, so this event has existed for quite a while, but then at some point all of the knitters decided to... Descend upon it, and it's like mm-hmm. kind of a mecca, like a thing. And mm-hmm. there's a Ravelry meetup both days, and hundreds of people will go to that. And so yeah. it's just like exciting. It's busy. A lot of people go to it now. Speaking of, we probably should get going. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> I know. We need to get on the road. But um, okay, cool. Well, I'm yeah. really excited. I've been hearing about this event for years, so it's neat to be able to actually see it. And it's true. Like I've been hearing, like just seeing on Ravelry and Twitter and everything seems like people travel from all over. They
1: do. They do. So it's it's very pleasant, very positive. So And what I'm excited about today is that I think the weather is perfect because I know one year I came and it was too hot to even wear a sweater, which is kind of sad. And you sad. just have
3: to wear
0: a sweater when you're there.
1: And then uh, the other years I came, it was freezing. So you had to wear a coat. So then... You, you couldn't show
0: off your sweater. You couldn't.
1: I mean, you, <laughs> co- you could, but it was trickier. And then one year it was raining. So today I would say it's kind of perfect. It's a little bit gray. And yesterday it was kind of almost hot. Today is cooler. So I think it's going to be perfect weather for everyone to have their sweaters on and be able to see and be seen in. <laughs> yes. And
0: that's what we'll do at the end of the day. We'll report on what patterns yeah, we saw people wearing those. That'll best. be really fun. I'm excited Because I know it that. changes every year. Yeah. Okay. So real quick, what are you wearing today?
1: Um. Well, I Alana brought me my Rocky Coast cardigan to wear. Um, because she's wearing a coastal knit sweater, so we're like, oh, that would be pretty cool. But I'm actually gonna wear my newest pattern, the Moto jacket, because I feel like it fits me the best of the two sweaters right now. Um, because that Rocky Coast I made when I was pregnant, so I made oh. it a little bigger. <laughs> and um. uh yeah. I just want to wear it. That's yeah, what I want to wear. It's super. It's a super cute <laughs> sweater. Yeah. So I'm excited to wear mm-hmm. that. And what do you, what, yeah. we already, did we say what you're wearing? I guess well, we did Well, I'm wearing
0: the wildflower yeah. card again yes. from Coastal Knits. And,
1: and Ava, I made my yeah.
0: daughter a matching wildflower Super card.
1: Super cute. Again. Yeah. And then my kids, Jonah's wearing this stormy day jacket. Is that what I call it? Right. That's one of the patterns. <laughs> and um, Mabel's wearing the sweet pleat. And over that, she's wearing a um, mini what? water's edge. Cardigan? i actually have her in the sunset cardigan now oh the sunset mm-hmm. because oh. it was a cool enough i was like i think we'll do that one yeah, so that's also super yeah cute. so that's Very what fun. we're doing
0: yep so we're gonna go to the ravelry <laughs> meetup today so we hope that we get to see some of you listeners there and it'll be really fun yeah. to get to visit with everyone yeah it's gonna be awesome okay we better get going okay <laughs> okay so we're on our way back from rhinebeck what do you think hannah
1: I thought it was good.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was fun. There yeah. was there was a lot of dessert. Yeah, a lot of eating. There what? was a lot of.
1: E- e- we paid to get in, and then we just kept spending money on food. And I bought a giant sheepskin. That and thing is cool. The kids got balloon animals and face painting. Just if there was something we could spend money on, we found it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. We bought wine. Yeah.
0: So um. The Ravelry meetup was fun.
1: It was. It's one of those things where, you know, you say, like, oh, let's go to the Ravelry meetup, and then you get there, and you're like, oh, and you start you feel socially awkward at first because there's so many people, and you have to, like, actually interact with them, mm-hmm. but it was good because enough people recognized us and came up that it made it more comfortable, and um, I saw, you know, I saw some people that I really wanted to talk to, too, so feel like it was good a good flow a lot of people probably a couple hundred people I think
0: Don't you yeah, think? yeah yeah definitely I was really surprised I was surprised by how big this event is there's a lot to see and a lot of people that come it's packed yeah. it's really busy but it was really fun though I had a really good time
1: yeah it was beautiful
0: now I was stocking knitwear while I was there I was looking at what people were wearing yeah you said you saw somebody wearing your effortless sweater? I
1: saw um, my a calligraphy cardigan. Somebody oh, okay. came up and introduced themselves, and I said, oh, is that calligraphy? I was saying to you earlier, like I actually find it harder to, unless it's wispy, or one of my cardigans that has um, a cable on it, like Scudic, I feel, or Rocky Coast cardigan. I feel like I actually have a harder time spotting my cardigans, because they are so simple, or my sweaters. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, yours we spotted right away because it had the, the um,
0: leaves, the leaves, leaves with, in it. We saw
1: a yeah. couple of those because mm-hmm. the motifs stick out right in the crowd because there's so many people wearing knitwear, and a lot of them are wearing, like, a sweater and a cowl and a hat. So mm-hmm. I had a harder time spotting my knitwear, I would say. But yeah. we definitely saw a number of yours.
0: Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. What What do you think, like, from just looking at the crowd of knitters and what they were wearing, did you spot any trends? Like, did you see, like, one type of mm. item over and over again? Um, well, I definitely saw a lot of
1: sweaters, but I think that's because the Rhinebeck sweater is a right. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when you go in Ravelry, like, shawls are so popular. You almost expect to see maybe more shawls, and they definitely wore shawls, but I think there was more sweaters. I think sweaters was the number one I know. thing I noticed people wearing, which is pretty,
0: pretty good. Yeah, I was thinking when I go to Stitches West, I don't think, like... I see as many sweaters. Yeah.
1: Plus, you know, you're planning on being outside and it's fall. So it is sweater weather. I think if you go to something like stitches, it's kind of hot inside and
0: Mm -hmm. it's more comfortable to wear an accessory.
1: Yeah. But I was impressed by how many
0: sweaters I saw and they all looked really good, really well executed and everything. I know. I was just going to say that. I think that, I mean, I'm making like kind of, um, this is kind of a sweeping statement, but, um, it seems like, the knitters that attend Rhinebeck, just from my perspective, mm-hmm. seemed to be more, like, advanced or intermediate yeah.
1: knitters. It did seem that way, didn't it? It's, well, at least the ones that we especially saw at the um, at the meetup.
0: Yeah, like, really sa- intricate sweaters. Very
1: savvy knitters.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, like, it didn't, you know, like, you didn't see, like, a lot a ton of just, like, basic knits.
1: Nope. No, you did see...
0: Everyone um, probably wears their, like, most, like, their best absolutely. show-off sweater there. Though. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: so it was good, and I remember, it's real... Classy event, real friendly, and
0: yeah, do always awesome vendors too. Yeah, it was good. So you got your sheepskin. Did you get anything else? You got wine. I got wine and a sheepskin, and I think that's
1: all I got. You guys got more stuff than that.
0: I know. Let's see. What did we get? What did we get? What did you bring? Get for your friends. My daughter Uh. has been saving her spending money for this event, and so she's spent it very wisely. What? Okay. What did you get? I got a lot of like animals made of fowl. Mm-hmm. Like um, a f- mouse and a llama. Yeah. And... A fox. A fox. He is so cute.
2: I know. Let's take
0: pictures of those. So do you think you want to come back here again someday? Oh yes I do. I know. I think so too. Well that pretty much sums up our Rhinebeck experience. I recommend this event to anyone out there listening that gets a chance to go to New York. It's it the third week in October? Yeah,
1: it's always the third weekend in October. Yeah,
0: it was really fun. So between the gorgeous colors of fall foliage in New York, the opportunity to spend time with good friends, being surrounded by wool and the steady supply of dessert, I would say that our trip to the Sheep and Wool Festival in Rhinebeck was a huge success. I would really, really like to attend every year. It was very special. I wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who came up and said hi to us at the Ravelry meetup. I met so many wonderful knitters that were very kind and very supportive and made us feel really, really special and important. It was quite nice. I could get used to that. I also um, accosted many knitters who I spotted wearing my designs and insisted on taking their picture and they were all really great sports about that. So thanks everyone. I really hope I get to see all of you again next year. In today's episode I have three lovely books to share with you but first I wanted to announce the winner of last episode's drawing giveaway. Everyone who left a comment on my blog was entered to win a copy of my Playful Stripes cardigan patterns for both adults and children. I randomly chose three knitters among all of the comments left under the show notes for episode 83, and I'm happy to announce that Elizabeth Hoffman, Haley Keene and Felicia from Garland, Texas, will be receiving these two patterns in the mail from me very soon. Congratulations, and thank you to everyone who participated. For this episode's giveaway, I have three books kindly contributed by author and designer Donna Jucanus. You may remember when I reviewed one of her books several years back in episode 19, Well, on my recent trip to Alaska, I got to meet Donna in person, and she was just wonderful. She too was working as an instructor on that trip, and I really enjoyed the time that I had visiting with her and learning more about her work, which is simply fascinating. Donna generously provided copies of her last three books, co-authored with Ava Coleman, from the series Stories and Stitches for this episode's drawing giveaway, and I'm so excited. These self-published books are truly unique and special, unlike any other knitting books I've seen. If you have listened to this podcast for a while, you will know how much I both love to hear and share others' knitting stories, and I think I like these books because they do just that. Inside the Stories and Stitches series, you'll find stories from around the world, fascinating knitting history, as well as beautiful patterns inspired by the knitting of years past and cultural tradition. I've always admired the research that Donna puts into her work, and I think it's really special that all of this great information is included in these books for all of us to enjoy as well. If you love knitting and history, you will love these books. Stories and Stitches. So for this drawing giveaway I have volumes 1, 2, and 3 to give away to one of you listening. If you'd like to enter to win, please leave a comment on my blog under the show notes for episode 84. You will have until November 15th to enter and I'll be announcing the winner on the following episode. But that is not all! I have one more surprise in store for you! Donna has also shared an excerpt from Volume 1, her own personal knitting story.
3: I know exactly when it happened, when I remembered how to knit. The recollection came to me the year my grandmother died, wafted back to me on a warm summer night's breeze. I picked up some old needles and scraps of yarn, and my hands started moving like those of a practiced musician. Memories may fade from our minds with time, but our hands never lose their ability to perform the motions we think we've forgotten. Sitting on the couch in my San Diego condo, I remembered how my grandmother had taught me to knit years before, when I was still a little girl in New York. Stitch by stitch I struggled to learn. Knit. Cast on, bind off. I made a yellow swatch of honeycomb cables, and then I put down my needles and didn't think about knitting any more. My grandmother had always been the knitter in our family. Her daily ritual involved stitching to the music of Mozart or the tempo of the evening news. Believing that all sweaters should go in the washer and dryer, she reveled in acrylic, polyester, and nylon. Living on a fixed income reinforced her practiced parsimony. With just $20, she could create a sweater or a shawl. Sale yarns from local shops became designer garments. Interesting colors, meticulous stitching, and unique buttons transformed each discount project into a work of art. I still have a closet full of treasures. Sweaters, capes, afghans, and shawls. Her intricate lace twin sets, crisp Aran cables, and elegant raglan cardigans inspire my own designs. But 70s colors and two tight sleeves date the sweaters she made for me. My 50-year-old body will never again fit into my favorite neon blue cabled cardigan. A sparkly acrylic rainbow shawl, perfect for reading in bed, lies buried in my hope chest where no light shines on the glittery yarn. My super bulky hooded jacket's acrylic yarn does not trap enough warmth for a Vermont winter. The last sweater Grandma made for me, finely oversized, finely a simple shape, finely my choice of yarn, bright purple and teal, sprinkled with yellow and orange confetti, is a celebration of a life of knitting. I thought this would be my last handmade sweater, to be treasured and saved and worn until it fell apart. I never thought I would make a single item for myself, until Grandma passed away. I started knitting my own frugal cardigan with $12 yarn from a discount store. Simple cables, attached button bands, practical and neat. It worked up quickly and left me longing for more, but still I waited. The local yarn store pulled me in every time I walked by. Luscious mohair, hand-dyed wool, kits with twenty colors and simple stitches. I did not buy one tempting skein until the store held its going-out-of-business sale. Then, with the same frugality that had kept me from buying full-priced yarn before, I surrendered. I couldn't resist the half-priced luxury, the discounted beauty, the exotic novelty yarns, the most beautiful jewels I had ever seen. A cuff-to-cuff one-piece design. I never thought I would finish that sweater. I never thought I would always be on prowl for my next project. I never thought I would have enough yarn to compete for shelf space with my books. I never thought I would collect knitting needles in every material and size. I never thought I would be a knitter. But I was hooked when Grandma passed it on. All these things ran through my awareness as I lay in bed, curled into myself and let the news that Grandpa T was gone sink inside and lodge like a stitch held by the next one worked through it, a minute now locked in the past and in reality, as a row builds on row, in knitted fabric. A single tear dripped down my nose. I saw in it not just water and salt, but pairs of tiny dancers twisted and folded into positions as beautiful as any that a ballerina could ever master. In the graceful double helix of DNA, Every cell of my body carries a memory of my ancestors, half of each parent, a quarter of each grandparent. These are not memories of their actions, but of the essence of their being. Genes, passed down through generations, persist for millennia, as set in their ways as any grandparent ever was. Stories persist in stitches, the same way that our ancestors' souls persist in our genes. In every sweater, poncho, afghan, and toy my grandmother made, she recorded the moments of her life, her love for her children and grandchildren, the fashion of the times. Although I have no children to pass on my DNA, I hope that in my work I will be able to pass on stories, my stories and the stories of so many other women, to future generations of knitters. As the first streak of sunlight began to peek in between the drapes, I drifted off to sleep. In the end, our memories, and our stitches, are all we need.
0: Thank you again, Donna, so much for sharing your books and your personal knitting story with all of us. If you listening would like to learn more about Donna's work, please visit her website at sheeptoshawl.com. I'll be providing a link in the show notes. Well, everyone, that about wraps up episode 84. Thank you so much for joining me, and please stay tuned for the next episode at the end of November, where I'll be talking all about my current knitting projects. Until next time!
2: She won't even do the dishes The houseplants, they're all dead Yeah, her needles are a-clickin' From morning until she goes to bed She won't take the time to brush her teeth Let's not even talk about her hair If it isn't about knitting She just doesn't really care Making her husband mad. Her husband mad. Pop ramen again. She just won't stop the stitching. And the neighbors say it really is quite sad. I don't know about her. She used to be such a sweet girl, but now she just knit. Nobody has clean laundry. No pants, no shirts, no underwear. But they have closets full of sweaters more socks than they could ever wear there's yarn in the fridge in the cupboards the bathtub and pantry it's even in the washer and dryer that's why she can't do any laundry i need some clothes She's never not knitting, and it's making her husband mad. Her husband mad. I'm filing for divorce. She, she just won't stop, stop her, her stitching. stitching, and the neighbors say it's really getting bad. She's taking pictures of socks again. Oh, poor girl. The house is burning up in flames. Her husband says, Get up, let's go. But she can't set down her project She says, just let me finish up this row She's never not knitting And it's making her husband mad She just won't stop her stitching And, well, she's losing all she had